Welcome back to the Seniac Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things MTV's The Challenge. We are currently recapping War of the Worlds 2, finishing up this season, it seems like. And we also do a ton of other challenge content, which you can find on SeniacPodcast.com. Hopefully, after the holiday season, we will get back to our usual content production system. And we also have a few new writers coming on board. So some exciting stuff is in the works. I am Shawnee Suisa. I'm a podcast producer from Los Angeles. And this is my awesome co-host from the East Coast, Zach Calhoun. Hello, hello. I am exhausted. I'm exhausted from this season. The grind is really starting to get to me. I'm, I'm going to need you to, to really pick me up tonight, Shani. <laughs> to really carry me through this. I I was pretty exhausted because I thought the episode was just going to go as expected. But then I got a sudden boost of energy when CT made that move. So I did get, I did let a little pick me up from that. That you know? was I felt, nice to see. Somebody making a move yeah, was any nice move. to see. Yeah. Any, any move. Any move at all. Um, at this yeah. Point. I'm worn out, dude. I've been dealing with stands all season long. I'm getting called racist on Twitter. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm just worn. Zach's I'm been having there. a season. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's not been, it's not been a chill Saniac season. Let's put it that way. No, I'm, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm having a mood, I think as they, as they call it. Happy Thanksgiving Eve, Gigi. Welcome everybody. How are oh, you guys Gigi, tonight? Gigi, spending Thanksgiving Eve with us. I actually wanted to talk about this. Maybe we should lead with this. Is is Thanksgiving Eve like a big party holiday on the West Coast for you? Is is that a thing? Mm, everybody going out on Thanksgiving Eve? Not like I had never even knew there was such thing as Thanksgiving. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's like the <laughs> biggest thing over Thanksgiving here. Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving. Everybody just goes out and 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 parties on Thanksgiving Eve. That's like the oh, big thing. Oh yeah, in yeah. Well, okay. So that's actually kind of a thing here, just because people are in town from work. Exactly. So like everybody it's, pe- people back. look at it as like a, a reunion. Um, but that's I not don't like a family anymore. thing by any. Yeah, way. because like I'm old, so I don't actually like go out with friends anymore or anything like that. But. You there know, was a time where you that and was baby going out. I could just yeah. see you guys. <laughs> yeah. Me, me, <laughs> yes. My, my baby and I will be going to the local uh, holiday Inn bar like down one of the those, street. One of those dads with a beer and like a child strapped in on the front. <laughs> those little contraptions. That's pretty great. Uh, Let me take a sip out of my stemware for that. I like that. Yes. Oh, I tried to get my sister to drink Pellegrino out of stemware yesterday and she was just not feeling it. What's wrong with your, with your Sweester? That's not cool. <laughs> I don't know. I was really upset about the whole thing. Actually. I just thought like, why are we using flatware glass? This makes no sense. Can somebody tag Michael, not Santa Michael, the other Michael. Michael uh, Gannon. Yeah. In the comment one. section, please. We I definitely can't... don't want Santa Michael in here being that he's a <laughs> fucking car stand. No, we'll just we'll just leave him out of this one tonight. Uh, but if someone can tag the other Michael, because I forgot to put up the pre-post and he's going to, you know, he wants he, the pre-post is important. It's important, people. I forget sometimes, but it is important. But before we do jump in to all of the wonders that is happening in the challenge world, because there is some good juice that we have to discuss for sure from the Twitter sphere that's been going on. Lots of upcoming stuff from this season that's filming that's been going on. So we will talk about that. But we have to talk about our sponsor stitcher premium so you can go to stitcher.com forward slash premium and you can sign up with our promo code for a month free on your monthly plan our promo code is saniac s-a-n-i-a-c it's a really really great app you can use on all your different devices i absolutely love stitcher premium it's 4.99 a month or 34.99 a year so 
go to Stitcher Premium. You get all your shows ad-free. It's fantastic. Again, that's stitcher.com forward slash premium. And the promo code is Saniac. Okay. So first we do have to jump into some Twitter stuff, which is going to be a bit of a spoiler for next season, but we have to just touch on it lightly because I feel like this story is developing and we're going to need to have some updates on this as the week go, as the weeks go on. But Zach, we have, we have to, we have to talk about Kayla a bit. Like we just, yes, we, we do. First of all, this can't be um, unsaid. Uh, before we even get into this, Greg brings up a great point. We need to, we need to check some online distributors and see if anybody's got some ring light deals for Black Friday. Oh, this could for, be major. for sure they do, by the way. We, we need to get on this. If any, okay, if you guys find any ring light deals for Black Friday, um, you let us know. I'm going to jump yeah. on that. Finally, we can get Zach the good lighting he deserves. Yeah. And also get- the good lighting that the people deserve, Zach. They don't need to see you like this every week. It's getting bad. I really agree. It's gotten yeah. somewhat better, but I mean, people just... Uh, aside from the fact that pe- that certain people on Twitter think that I'm a, a racist, um, uh, people just, you know, they just think I'm not a very good looking person. So I really need to get yeah. my lighting better in here. I don't know if the lighting is going to help them or if it's going <laughs> to, it's going to hurt you in a way because they'll just be able to see everything better. Yeah. I should just go full on like, you know, modern day challenge fan that you just said that to me. I- I'm super offended. I can't believe you would say that to me. How dare you? You must be a Nani fan or a Kara fan. Uh, I'm just like a, I, at this point, I'm kind of a no one fan. Everyone's really been boring. Although CT picked up tonight. So I'm a little bit of a CT fan. I'm a no one fan. I like that. All right, back to the spoiler. My, back uh, to the spoiler. Yes, um, so if you don't want to hear about any spoilers, this has nothing to do with elimination order or anything like that, but this is about the drama. So if you don't want to hear about this, I will put in the description where you can skip ahead to. So pause right now, go look at the description and see the timestamp to skip ahead to so that way you don't get the spoilers. So Kayla and Bear. So if you guys have been living under a rock or haven't gone onto Twitter, even some of the Facebook groups have accidentally approved posts on this, Kayla ended up hooking up with Bear on the challenge 35 at least that's the rumor that's going around and it's highly supported by the fact that Kayla is now in London after filming she went to go see Bear and stay with him in London and they've been together they've been on Instagram stories with each other I've been checking their Instagram story nonstop. now it's all just sponsors rx forex whatever the fuck bear likes to make money off of and <laughs> and kayla's tribute tonight but they were posting a ton of instagram stories together and it was very salacious and it was kind of like mysterious like they were trying to not do it in an obvious way you know they were basically shooting the same shit in london and posting that to their story and then having each other's giggles and stuff in the background which i just thought was i mean i mean if you're gonna yeah. have them in the story half ass everyone can tell that it's kayla's giggle just turn the camera yeah it was the obvious not obvious bear mm-hmm. had an instagram story where he's like he's like oh check out check out my new tattoo sleeve and it's kayla's arm and he's yep. he's going up uh it's this is crazy guys if i wanted it's to I could, get, I could get the scoop right now mikey p is doing a public appearance about 45 minutes away from where i live right now mikey p is in bed no way which is hilarious, by the way. I, I just want to throw that out there. Mikey P's public appearance in Ben Salem is pretty hilarious, but I did see him promoting it on Twitter. That's right, that's not too far away from me. I could just hop on the highway right now, hop on the Northeast Extension, take that over to 276, take 276 to Route 1. You guys know what I'm talking about. And me and Mikey P will be spending Thanksgiving with you. All right, Zach, but we have to we have to talk about the backlash that's happening right now because do you agree with some of this stuff? I mean, I personally don't think it's a publicity stunt because 
For one, the argument is that it's a PR stunt to get onto X on the beach. Now, I would like to think that Mikey and Kayla are both good enough human beings that their desire is not to get onto X on the beach because that show is literally trash, trash, trash. Whoa, whoa, I mean, it's whoa. Like, Hold it up, Sonny. the shittiest show to ever make a ploy to get onto. You have so many exes running around out there. You don't need to create more. You don't need to create like a whole little shebang or a PR stunt in order to get on that show. Production, you should have to beg people to be on that show. It is such a miserable experience. Listen, you are kind of right in what you're saying, but I'm not going to sit here and stand for it. All right. I'm not going to let you, you come You can at like X. the show. I am hyped for like... X on the Peak, dude. I'm ready. Oh, for I'm sure. But X on, the X on the Peak involves some of the British people, which is a whole different ballgame. I'm talking about X on the Beach US. X Guys, Beach I am breaking is... off. I am X... breaking off from the Saniac brand. I'm doing <laughs> X on the Peak. All right. Full time. It's just going to be me oh my giving God. my thoughts on X on the Peak talking about it's gonna be like the uh, ugliest podcast ever you can't do that alone. <laughs> the you ugliest the most racist podcast ever all right supposedly all right. according no, okay. to some people shut up zach okay so uh, sorry so, so, so <laughs> <laughs> i will not be covering x, anything having to do with marlin on x, x on the peak because that's the, how i feel x on the peak is not x on the beach first of all one is on a mountain and involves a whole bunch of brits that are coming onto this cast which i'm actually really excited about jordan from love island it's going to be great there's so many things but what i want to get down to the point is that i would like to think that mikey and kayla after having criticized Kara and Polly for this fake up experiment whatever the fuck that they were doing yeah. would not go down that same route and especially not to get onto a show like x on the beach you know what i mean at least if you're trying to like say that mikey wants to be on the challenge it's a good show he's trying to be on or to some extent a show that's fun and interactive and not just about the stupidest shit in the whole world right yeah but, but with that being said it does seem really weird that they would just change tune like this so quickly i mean it seems it, really abrupt. this is this is batshit crazy what is happening I'm like, we're hearing from people that are like, yo, this is legit. This is not a rumor. Uh, and then Vevmo's report, but Vevmo is pushing this. Listen, it's, it's a ploy to get on further shows, to get on X on the beach. And look, people, this is, this is why we on this show, you know, we try to, we, we try not to just like stand because I'm every, everything is like, oh, you're on this side or you're on this side. And mm. it's this fucking situation where it's like, yo, I've never stand for Kayla in my life. So you're, I'm not gonna have anybody in here coming in and calling me a hypocrite saying, oh, you, you, you act like this for one person and you act like this for another. I think this is fucking whack. I mm. think Kayla, for all the shit that she has talked on Cara Maria and Polly, whether that was justified shit or not, if she got herself into all of this as a publicity stunt, it's fucking whack. Now, I know. It, that's why I'm with you. Like, this has to be genuine it somehow. It, it can't, you can't, there's, just, I just, I wouldn't even, how could, what would she say after if it was? Like, that would just be insane. The, the saving grace of this being just a genuine thing that Kayla did is that it's, you know, it's a mistake. You can chalk it up to that. Like, okay, Kayla done fucked up. She's she's fucking with the biggest man whore in challenge history. In she, reality she, TV history. She broke off a four-year relationship to fuck Bear. Mm. <laughs> Who's obviously going to dump her like... Yeah. I mean, Bear, listen, I'm excited to watch the storyline play out in S35 to see if there is actual chemistry there and this, like, apart from just sexual chemistry. But... From what we've seen of Bear, he is not a guy that you can trust to no. like stick by you, even in the slightest. You know what I, I mean? I feel like 
I mean, everybody who everybody who enters into anything with Bear, they're they're doing it knowing what they're getting themselves into, right? Mm. Like she has to. And Michael, Michael's right. Bear's the ultimate panty dropper. Like everybody knows what they're getting with him. And it doesn't stop them because he's he's mm. an attractive man and he's but got he's not, personality. He, it's not his looks because the, I know plenty of people who are way hotter than Bear who have zero game in comparison to Bear. Bear is the type of guy who plays his numbers. He will go after every single girl. Do you know what I mean? Like that's his mm-hmm. that's his gameplay. You watch him in any of these shows. His thing is to just keep going after all of the girls, even if he gets rejected. He'll he won't relent. Yeah, and that's his whole style and his charisma just pulls people in, but. I mean, my God, I don't know if this is like she woke up and realized she wasn't happy with Mikey. And so it, leaving him either way was the choice and the decision she wanted to make and that it really isn't about Bear specifically. Or if this is like he just, I don't know, pulled some sort of magic out of the hat and made Kayla believe that he's in this for the long haul or some shit. The only thing that makes sense to me yeah, big is, for sure. You're is right. like, you know, if if there were issues with Kayla and Mikey before she left for the show, maybe that's one of the reasons why she decided to do another season to get away from it. Mm. And then she ends up doing this. It's just insane. For those that don't know, we've interviewed Kayla and we've interviewed Mikey. They're both great interviews. They seem like genuine people <laughs> yeah. in the time that we were talking to them. And that's what makes this reality world so fucking crazy is that you have things like this that happen and then you have to suss out, wait a minute, is this a stunt? Is this fake? Like, what brings a person to get to that point where they do what bananas and Natalie did and they go on a fake publicity date that their publicist set up? Like what, what gets people to that point? I know. Because when you talk to them, it's like you're talking to well, an I would, person. I would go on a fake date if it generated cash, but I don't know if I would fake break up with someone and pretend to be hooking up with someone. Like that's a lot more of a stretch. Going to dinner with someone is not that hard to do. You know, I especially if it's suggest, someone that you like mediocrely enjoy, it's not like a struggle, but um, having to do what she's doing right now, if that's fake, that's, a, that's hard to do. Wow. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like they, they had a life together. They were living together. Mm. Don't they have a dog together? I think so. I think, yeah. What's, what's going to happen to the dog? Well, you know, these are things that, that I expect you to care about, Shani. And I really appreciate <laughs> that, that perspective. Yeah, one of us um, has to give a shit. I, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> For those of you that haven't listened yet, I would suggest this. This is my weekly Challenge Mania plug. Listen to the Georgia interview that they just dropped today because they talk about this situation with Georgia. Oh, they do? Yes. And Mm -hmm. she says a lot of things that are similar to what we're saying now about Bear and about, okay, I don't know what's going on here, but you're breaking up a four-year relationship to fuck Bear. Yeah. So I hope you're not expecting anything more than that. And, you know, she's speaking from a firsthand perspective of what can be expected when you're with Bear. Um, it's so weird. She obviously knows Bear's reputation. You know, she obviously knows what she's got. It's just, it's all very, very strange. And I am super excited to watch. I think that's the only thing I'm excited about for S35. Because I have yeah. caught some spoilers, guys. I, it's, I've tried to avoid them, it's but they are fucking everywhere. To. They are everywhere. There's lists of people who are being eliminated all over Twitter. I can't log on without seeing another hint of something. And I mean, the season looks shit. The format looks whatever. Everything just that I've seen looks unappealing. But this drama does seem enticing. And I I do want to watch this play out. I have not looked at one single spoiler since they started filming season 35 
and I'm pretty sure I know every person that's been eliminated because they're just it's it's, it's, it's so annoying. This year. It's, yeah, yeah. So and, maybe next season might have to be a spoiler podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean we're, we have like no choice. It's, it's whether it's we true. want to be or not. And really, guys, you can trace season thirty five. I don't think I'm going to be the only one. Once I found once we found out that Tory Hall was not on season thirty five, it's like all of a sudden the enthusiasm level just dropped. And then you start hearing all these terrible things about the format and it just, it lost its appeal. I'm mm. really excited to watch Melissa again. I'm mm. definitely excited for that because I really love Melissa. I am too, but I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. know. All right, guys, uh, before we go on to the episode section, I am curious since it's Thanksgiving, I'd love to know what everyone's favorite Thanksgiving food is. Zach, what's, Ooh. Your, what's, your, what's your favorite Thanksgiving meal? Well, first of all, before I tell you what my favorite Thanksgiving dish is, um, how do you do Thanksgiving? Do you guys have anything different since you're in the uh, in the Jewish community? Do you have like different well, dishes that you're eating that, that I wouldn't be? I would say it's just like better food. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would subscribe to that. Okay, I okay. really enjoy so the, the food. That the thing, comes the from thing that's yeah, yeah, the thing that's different with that. Was that racist like, of me to say? I'm not really sure. Okay. Uh, but the thing that's the thing that's uh the thing that's different with us is that we just we cook really good food year round and we have Shabbat dinners every single week. That's like a huge meal every single yeah. week. And we have holidays that last for weeks on end where it's like a lunch, a dinner, a lunch, a dinner, a lunch, a dinner, a lunch, a dinner every single day. And they're huge. And mm. the lunches last till 5 p.m. and the dinners start at seven, and all of a sudden you're eating like the entire day. And so for us, Thanksgiving is hilarious how people view it as like this huge eating holiday because it's so, it's just a, like a, a meal. It's just like an just average another day for you. It's, it, if anything, it's actually a smaller meal than we're used to because there's only one course. We put everything out at once and it's all like in line with what would go on one plate. Whereas our Shabbat dinners are like three plates. You have the salads, the fish, and then you have like the meats and vegetables and sides and all that shit. And then you have like a dessert, tea, fruit, whatever, all that. And so it's like, already it's, it's just different. But I will say that we don't do a lot of the typical Thanksgiving like embellishment stuff with like lots of ranch and cream. Like there's no mm -hmm. green bean casserole. There's like roasted green beans. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah. I'm more of, of a roasted green bean guy myself. Yeah. I, I think I'm gonna side with Irving. I love the mashed potatoes. I think I'm going to go mm. with that. I know exactly what I'm getting with mashed potatoes and gravy. I like stuffing. However, I really don't like celery. So my enjoyment of stuffing depends on how thin the celery is cut. You don't um, like celery? I drink celery juice all the time. Well, I, I would be, I'm okay with celery juice. I don't like the texture. I'm a texture Oh, eater. the strings. I, I, yeah, I, I, well, I just, I don't like that crunch. I don't like mm. that crunch of like a, a, a an uncooked onion or celery. It bothers Interesting. me. Interesting. Yeah, it takes me out of the dish. So I'm going to side with earring. I'm going to go with the mashed potatoes. I actually did some baking tonight, people. I made snickerdoodle cookies. Ooh. I'll be bringing them to my Thanksgiving meal tomorrow. And I love delicious. snickerdoodles. I love yeah. snickerdoodles. They're That's a good. great cookie. They're a great cookie. I can't decide <laughs> what my favorite. I can't decide on my. I think mine is stuffing. We do, but we have a, like a vegan stuffing or vegetarian okay. stuffing. But at least for me, there's always like a. There's always like four stuffings. There's one that's like a cauliflower stuffing. There's like a vegan stuffing. Then there's like the stuffing that came with the turkey. Tasty. It's actually really fucking good. That sounds really good. But um, I, I think stuffing is my is my one. I do love mashed potatoes though. If but that's just too much of a regular dish. Like I would eat that. Yeah, it's true. Day. It's it's not like special to the yeah. occasion. Um, Nathan, to answer potatoes. your question, 
Nathan, this is the best way to sum up season 35 <laughs> without spoiling it for you. Apparently the conditions are terrible. So it's kind of like the island again. They're, they're going for a survivor island vibe, except apparently it's even worse than the conditions were on the island, mm. is what I'm gathering. Yeah. Oh, the island was actually on a really cool island in Panama that everyone should really go to. Joy is bashing my snickerdoodle cookies, saying that she's going to tell everyone not to trust them. Uh, um, I'm a cookie queen. I make I make such good fucking cookies. They're scary. All right, Michael. It is not the Food Channel, although I, I might be going to a Guy Fieri taping. <laughs> it's the funniest. Oh thing. my god, that's hilarious. I just got one of those random emails that was looking for um, audience members, and it's a paid audience for some Guy Fieri show. Oh, that's and nice. And and I just signed up. I was like, sure, I'm free that afternoon. <laughs> let's let's see what's going on. So Michael, we'll you know, we, we just we have to be festive here. Okay. We had our Halloween edition. This is our Thanksgiving Eve edition. So we're just we're trying to be as festive as possible. All right. So Episode. moving on before I leave and go hang out with Mikey P and Ben Sale. Joy. Oh wait, Joy is local to where I am. Joy, did you see that Mikey P is doing a public appearance at Ben Salem tonight? Joy is I, I local to, to where I thought Joy was in Joy Where's lives. Joy lives forty-five-ish, maybe like an no hour away from way. me. No way! I would come but, harass you. But from where where Joy is, Ben Salem's even closer to her than where I am. Oh, so, Joy, you should yeah. go and get the tea. Be a Saniac yeah, reporter. Joy, Joy, go hang out with Mikey mm. P tonight. Yeah, yeah. The island was filmed in um, Boca del Toro. It's the sickest oh, fucking place. It's actually across. So they were on one side of the island, and the other side is where all the hostels and clubs and hotels are. So if they'd probably just made their way over to that side, they would have been happy um okay so before we go into the episode i want to do a quick shout out to dan shaiba that's ash's friend apparently he listens to our podcast she found our podcast on his phone on itunes one day and she was just cracking up at that so she let me know i thought that was hilarious that's and, a shout out right there yeah that's a shout out and let's jump right into this episode we got the team uk meeting first off the bat and you have ct dropping lines like you know the lines have been drawn a long time ago where in the episode before that he's talking about how the lines are being drawn in that episode and he's always like confusing his timeline on when when, <laughs> when were the lines actually drawn yeah like literally two episodes ago he's talking about how he has to pick sides and now he's talking about how he picked sides so long ago uh, rogan is you know rogan's honest he's always he's always so blatant about the fact that he is playing a super scared game and he just yeah. He just says it like it is. He's like, if that's going to jeopardize... I'm sorry, we just, uh, we, we, we've got to go with the numbers here. Uh, it's already been decided. I've got my girl D, who I tried to fuck over two weeks ago, and she's still riding with me pretty hard. I wasn't sure if you were trying to do Rogan or CT, because they both kind of sound like that. It started out, yeah. I, I think that I got a little more dialect as I went into it. But it's pretty similar to both of their it's both. It's both of them. D is hilarious. D is fully on board with them they literally tried to like a second ago a second ago she's just in on the numbers let me tell you she's like numbers 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 d what happened to you being out on the deck yelling i'm so stupid i'm so stupid and (laughs) oh my god and now now you're right back in it it's it's just the it's just the case of I mean look you have Nutza who just got back with Ozzy they're celebrating like their one year anniversary Yo. after she was crying on I know oh no, god did I break I'm the news? happy for them I'm okay, happy fine, for fine. Nutza and Ozzy all right I thought but I thought I thought that Ozzy was like this horrible boyfriend who treated her all wrong and blah blah yeah. blah 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 I mean I don't even know what happened 
I just we gotta work on getting nuts on the pot. We gotta get back to work on that. Getting nuts on. We the need pot. to get back to work on interviews in general. <laughs> I yeah, I love Nutza. Um, and she well, she lives out by you now, but she used to live in Jersey, as far as mm. I know. So we could have a little East Coast chat. Yeah, you guys can have a little East Coast chat. Talk about how yeah, it's you, cold. You know how it goes. Cold and uh, How it's cold. It's actually like warm over here. Um, I'm Shut not up, it's say, freezing here. It's like, I, I had my short, I had short sleeves on today. I have like dry skin all over my face because I'm so freaking, it's so cold here. I got such it's, bad. Uh, the, the weather doesn't make sense anymore, people. We're not going to get into those issues, all right? We've already gotten a little too political on this show based on accusations <laughs> that have been lobbed at me. So let's, let's move right past it. Shut up, Zach. You said some shit that wasn't great. Oh my God. Please. You had one line that was really bad and the rest was fair game. Um, uh, we, we went back and we listened to the tape and uh, it was really borderline really borderline to question was, my intentions i would people. say I, yeah okay because only because if you know you and you've watched you for so long but there was one line that was bad and i will stand by that okay. uh, there was one line that was vague but i'm certainly not going to listen to that if i'm a if i'm a uh you know a random person to be like this guy's racist that's just the world that we're living in yeah but this that exactly that's the world we're living in so yeah. i mean you have to be able to see it from both sides uh yeah there's only right, one guys. side and it's mine <laughs> zach this is this is how zach would play survivor guys by the way he would be like that guy who's like oh no no we can't do that we can't that's not that's not what i want we can't do that and i would be merging i would be merging you'd be one of those people that's such a big target that you yeah i'd hit the merge easy yeah you'd be such a big target yep. that you would always flip the house you'd be like the abby maria You'd be always on the bottom that you'd be, be always cool. the flipping vote. That'd be great. I, I'd be Addy Maria with power. That, yeah, that, yeah. that would be my that would be my intention. The challenge should bring back Abby Maria as a healthier replacement for Camilla. That's what I'm fucking saying. Abby Maria should have been on the challenge like five years ago. Get get the queen on the show. Erlina saying cold for me is 70. And it's it's on it's been like in the late 60s. I don't know what it's been actually, but it's just been freezing for me. I think it's been late 60s. I rescued a dog last night from the freezing cold. Is Erlene in the comments section? Oh, wait. Yeah, I see her. I had to scroll yeah, up a while. Is. I was she thinking is. I might have gotten blocked there for a second. I don't know, but no, I, I see her. Everyone should block Zach one day before a live so I can only I can read the comments. Yeah, so I see nothing. <laughs> just see like a funny. blank feed. Okay, back to the episode. So Team UK, they have that chat. Jordan's like, we're at the end. What is this bullshit? And then they cut right into the daily challenge. I didn't know the episode was an hour, so I was suspicious about the timing of this yeah. entire thing. I, was, I, I thought the final was going to start. Same. I, I thought we were going to get 30 minutes of a final. So when they when they cut it, I, I realized why they had the spacing like this. So right into the Daily Challenge, I forgot what the name was. I didn't write it down. Um, but essentially, it's a swimming challenge and also an arm exercise challenge. You have two teammates who are going to be above in these trolley cards that they have to like pull the ropes to get across and get medallions from one side to put onto the parts of the rope from the other side. Um, and they just have to keep doing that back and forth on these trolleys to see how many they can get. Uh, the point is to just rack them up as many medallions as possible. And then while they're doing that, one person from each team is going to be below them swimming in the lake, rushing out to go get this saw that's attached to a buoy and bringing it back to be able to cut a rope which is holding up the people in the trolleys. And once they cut that rope, they fall down so they can stop collecting medallions. And the other, you know, they can keep going until they get cut down or time cuts out. So because Team USA had so many more people, they had to 
all compete and they all had to swim or they all had to do something which put them at a disadvantage because now they were putting up the shittiest swimmers ever next to Jordan who swam all three times because team UK was down many players. I mean, this was insane. He wiped the floor with all of them after doing it so many times. It was insane. Jordan really has such swimming ability. And I think it stems from his time when he was doing like wakeboarding and stuff growing up. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that in real world? That was his big storyline. He was like yes. a water sports guy. That was his whole thing. So he's always been in the water and you can see it now. I mean, this was a cool challenge. I didn't think anything of it in terms of, you know, it was just a fun challenge. I thought all around it was, it was nice and balanced and there wasn't anything that didn't make too much sense where it was like, why did they finish it off that way? Or so-and-so I thought it was well Paulie summed it up best Paulie was like okay uh I'm not stupid here whoever's swimming is going to determine the challenge so at at that point you knew it was you you pretty much knew UK was going to win because Mm -hmm. it was Jordan swimming up against Ashley and Cara twice so it was over at that point um my you know unless somebody was going to throw it um Robert Robert said it right in the comments mind the cart that was the that was the challenge name Uh, there we go I had forgotten that myself cart um, that's the other word for it i kept calling it a trolley but i don't know mine why i couldn't cart. think of a cart i couldn't mine think of cart. cart it's they, they've been having some weird names this season i usually like them more than i am now but it was it was a decent challenge i didn't think i didn't think it was um like would i've liked for them to even out the teams possibly but i think this late in the game there should be some sort of advantage or disadvantage related to the number of people on the team so i did like that and i thought while for most teams it would have been a disadvantage because Jordan's such a good swimmer, it was an advantage, which was great. Uh, so first up, we had swimming was Ashley versus Jordan, and then in the cards was Tori and Rogan and Cam and Polly. Polly and Cam fall with four medallions because Jordan just smoked the entire thing. He ends up going back, cutting the rope. And Ashley, this is where we see Ashley using a saw. Can't use a saw for her fucking life. Like, slow, easy no. strokes, Ash. She was just like, she wasn't even getting contact with the yeah, rope. Yeah, she, she was to she was the equivalent to the saw that Theo was to the sledgehammer in their elimination she was like short arming it and completely wearing herself out um and I mean she said it herself said I I may have a southern accent but I've never used the saw before yeah and it showed it showed it definitely showed Mm -hmm. so Jordan ends up or then Ashley ends up not being able to cut the rope at all before time runs out and so Rogan and Tori were able to get seven medallions it was four to seven at this point UK was leading by almost double and then it was Cara versus Jordan swimming which was a hilarious matchup obviously mm-hmm. and in the trolleys was CT and D versus Leroy and Nani and this is where we get Leroy talking about how he really wants to run the final with Nani again and everything that Leroy says is so opposite to his reactions I just don't <laughs> get it he wanted to win he thinks that he's going to win this final super easily like got a st- strong team he wanted to run it with Nani he really wanted Nani to win like I just I don't know, like everything he did his whole season, all of his behavior has been working against his main goals. I think uh, Leroy's losing his damn mind. I don't think he can keep all this stuff straight anymore. It's like his his system's on overload. You know, Bananas is my boy, but wait, I I, I want to win. I love Cam. Mm. I, he's all over the place. He's contradicting himself so many times. Um, Bananas He's, would have kept him in line if he was still in the game. Yeah, he would have. And it's it's like Leroy's Leroy's helping Nani. He's helping Nani with heavy air quotes on there because he he he's the whole reason Nani 
had zero chance this season after he flipped sides. He, he completely took it away from her. It was honestly crazy. So anyways, Leroy and Nani end up falling with three medallions because Jordan killed it again. And CT and D end up falling with five medallions. Cara ended up actually cutting the rope. And Polly does make a comment about how Cara has taken on some constructive criticism. You see her swimming on the side with her head up, which I do think was an improvement to what we have seen in the season. Oh, I, I have to say. So props to Cara for that. smart, Cara, using yeah. the side stroke. Now, I don't know how many people out there took aquatics lessons uh, in, in, in uh, growing up and in in high school had to take an aquatics like course aquatics like I did. Lessons. but the uh the side stroke that's a classic that they teach you apparently the side stroke if my memory serves me was invented by older women who would go to pool clubs and they would swim side strokes so that they could face each other and talk to each other while they're swimming <laughs> so that they could hilarious. have a casual conversation you guys can fact check me on that but i believe that is the origin of the if, side stroke if so that's I really an liked, accurate fact that's yes. a fun fact I liked seeing that tonight. So props to Cara for busting out the old lady stroke of choice in the water. And I mean, you know, it, it was, it was. Hey, a, it's it, better than what she was doing before. Exactly. I was yeah, better than doggy impressed. paddling. Yeah. yeah. She was actually doing a stroke. So I can't take that away from her. Obviously exactly. she wasn't going to beat Jordan. Okay. So then, uh, then you get round three and swimming again was Cara and Jordan, obviously Jordan beat her. And then the trolleys again was Tori and Rogan versus Ninja and Zach. And then Tori and Rogan ended up getting four medallions, which is all they needed to win. Because at that point, as long as they got those four medallions, team USA would not be able to catch them because there wasn't enough medallions for them to get in the round. Um, and so they won team UK beats team USA 16 to 11. What a wipeout. And this was a pretty exciting part of the episode because as we all have been expecting, the similar format that we've seen in the past episodes, they were going to go back home, have the deliberation, you know, do the whole tribunal, nominations, whatever. And TJ drops the bomb. You're all voting for a girl right now to the losing team. And so Team USA had to literally vote for someone on the spot. And this is where the game changed because now there wasn't time for cam or Polly or anyone to go scheme with team uk in order to make decisions this was just all happening live and on their feet which i loved so i'll run through the votes Erlene for sure didn't watch the episode yet leroy votes for ninja obviously he's not gonna vote for nani zach votes for ninja Polly votes for nani nani votes for ninja cam votes for nani kara nani ashley nani ninja nani they just go down the line and nani's going to elimination i think she was going to expect that but then TJ turns to Team UK and says, you have to pick a speaker right now. So CT gets chosen the speaker. Seems very unanimous. There wasn't really much arguing. And I don't think Tori thought that she had a shot in hell at that point because, you know, it felt like it was inevitable that she was going to be going yeah. in. And CT starts making a speech. He starts, he starts dropping these lines. I think it's time we start acting like a team. I've had enough of this game. Let's go win some money. I mean, he's like throwing out all these hints and then Boom, he makes a killer move and ends up picking for the tribunal Tori and Rogan, ensuring that Tori is not going to go in and obviously no one's voting in D. So that means that he's keeping his team strong. And CT really, I mean, he saw the light. And this was the first time in the season that I felt like for a second, someone was making a move in order to better their own game, not focusing on like their numbers. Because at the end of the day, you're one person. You know, your team is your numbers. Your team is who's going to help you win that final or win that money at this point in the game. There is no like other side helping each other out. They're going to be fighting against you. So why work with them? Why get rid of your best girl player? Yeah, I was going to lose my shit on, on CT if he, 
you know, if he just went along with it so close to the finals, if he didn't make a move at all, yeah, I, I was really ready to just go off. And luckily, luckily he saw the light. He made a play. He finally put some pressure on the U S team, you know, showing them that, that not everything's going to go according to their plan. And this led to what I believe might have been your favorite quote of the entire season. Oh, the best quote. I think of the whole, yeah, absolutely of the whole season. And this is where Zach goes, ha ha, your numbers. Oh my God. I actually thought I, I lost it at that <laughs> point. I fucking lost it. I was just dying. Zach's humor is my humor. I love <laughs> His lines that he draws through, I mean, they're just fantastic. They're, it's so perfect. He couldn't give a shit, you know? He just couldn't give a shit. And it was so funny to watch his reaction throughout this whole thing. It was fucking phenomenal. I mean, top notch. Yeah, I, I have said it about Zach all season. I love that he's been very upfront and honest about, one, how stupid he thinks this this setup is, how, how stupid he thinks this alliance is, and... He's been Zach has been up front since uh, since Tory switched. Like we're mm. making our team worse, and we're gonna lose if you guys keep doing this shit because it's coming back to bite us every time. And now at this point, he's just laughing. He's like, "We could have all split a check. We could have all had a nice check with each other, and instead, this is what we're doing. Now we have to go up against Tory, Jordan, and CT in a final." Yeah. And the thing is, you know, if, if, I mean, if they had kept some of the UK's worst players, it would have been different. Like if they had kept Kaylee, if there wasn't the purge, you know what I mean? Like all those sort of things would have played into all of it. If they had yep. kept Nicole, Esther, if they played it up more on that side, Idris, I mean, there was so many more players that they could have tried to keep on the UK side, but they really weren't doing that. And at this point they ended up giving far too many opportunities to people like Tori and Jordan to make team UK so much stronger. You know, they, they really because have trimmed all of the possible weaknesses. When you play this scared to save all of your asses and you're, you're so terrified of, you know, having to rely on yourselves to make the moves to get the people out, this is what happens. Mm. They've, they've trimmed so much out of the bottom of their alliance that now it's starting, it's squeezed so tightly together that now they got what they want. The people they relied on the most, the people they were the tightest with made it to this point. Mm. But in doing so, and in being so scared to take out Jordan themselves, so scared to take out Tori themselves, now they're staring them down on the other side. Jordan and CT together, man, as much as I have disliked CT on this season, Jordan and CT together. That's going to be a duo. So dangerous. And I don't understand. <laughs> it's Jordan and CT. It's going to be such a Leroy, Polly, two guys that have zero wins between them. Zach, who's not working with them at all and who is by default the best player left on the US team. And then a bunch of girls that don't know how to swim. Mm. it's gonna be brutal let's talk about ninja natalie i Um, i'm i I mean ninja so ninja for me is she's a liability on all fronts and the thing that's been so sad is that for the first time well not for the first time but 
we have such a clear example now of how easy it was to work your way through this season physically in order to get to the final. And I don't like that. I hate when there is no checks and balances on the political game of the house. And I find that they had none of that this season. And it was, it was almost like the thing is big brother is a fully political game. You don't even want to have a physical game in that competition, right? There's it, it would do you no good to be good at comps and big brother apart from maybe towards the end winning and actually gaining some power. Right. But for the most part, you want to lay low. The challenge is different. You should actually have to compete. That's part of the, of the bonus and the plus of being on the challenge is that you actually have to go in there and have some sort of physical strength in order to do well on the show. And usually on team challenges, the teams are focused on winning for themselves. And for the first time in a team challenge, we're seeing where they don't even care about winning. It's just a matter of getting to the end. And it has nothing to do with creating a strong team for yourselves. And that's where so much of the incentive like blew from this season was all of these stupid twists that made it so the teams weren't really in it for each other. You know, it wasn't Inferno style. It wasn't Gauntlet style. They weren't actually trying to win for themselves. I mean, it's almost like this is keeping big easy to the end, but worse because you kept so many, you know, you, yeah. you, you literally weren't just avoiding one person that you thought was scary. You were avoiding everyone. And that's, that's the sad part. Like they were all playing that sort of game. At least I, I really well. don't understand the plan from Polly's perspective. Polly's like, Oh yeah, we're going to get all these mm. numbers and we're all going to make it to the end. Dude. You now have to run a final with Ninja, Cam. It's because he's from Big Brother. That's his whole, the numbers mentality. Everything is so Big Brother. He's not, it's, it's, numbers don't matter at this point. It matters about having a killer team. Like it's just, it just seems, I feel like they needed to set up this season differently. So that way there wasn't the turn coding option either that or there was there was just less like things they needed to you couldn't send in the other person from the other side that should have been a fucking factor as well so winning actually meant something to everybody on the team um it would have been about individual times in order to make it to the tribunal and it would have been split on girls day would have been two females in tribunal one male on guys day one uh two males one female things along those lines they needed to put more checks and balances in place in this season otherwise we get what we get now, which is, I mean, based on all the ways that they screwed up the format of the season, thank God they had the turn coat because this would be, Oh my God. If Jordan and Tori yeah, could like, have switched God, teams, yeah, yeah, yeah. thank God, because this would be so terrible. This would be such a terrible final. Um, otherwise, but in this case, so Ninja Natalie, I sent out a tweet about, you know, when, when people discuss the greats in this, in challenge history, and when people discuss resumes, uh, you know, if, if you're comparing this player to that player, mm. you know, the things that, that, that are going to be brought up, number of seasons played, eliminations, elimination record, uh, season wins, finals made. And I've been saying for a while now that making a final is really not that impressive. The only way that it, it's really impresses, impressive is if you're handicapping certain seasons and and like you can see which seasons were harder it, like it was a lot harder to make the final in free agents than it was in yeah. either of the war, war of the world seasons oh so, yeah unless you're John at it like that <laughs> so what i said was if, if you ever needed to see like a reason just if you needed concrete proof as to why the value of making a final has depreciated over the mm, years. I saw this tweet of yours. Ninja Natalie has made two finals. She know, is crazy. atrocious. She is atrocious. 
last last season she was kind of covered up to the point that you could make some kind of case like oh her and Polly won an elimination which she had nothing to do with by the way and uh you know, whatever. What, elimin- what elimination did they win? It was the, they took out Ashley and Cam, the spinning wheel puzzle. Cam. Oh, the, the vomit one. Yeah. So the, the, the thing is Ninja Natalie, if you rewatch, uh, and by the way, I love the new nickname, Cringa. Shout out to Rosie. I saw her using that on Twitter. Cringa uh. is beautiful. So Cringa, she got by in, on World of the Worlds one, mostly by reputation. And everybody was like, oh, Ninja's a beast. She's a ninja warrior. Don't mess with her. That that was like her reputation that carried her that far. She yeah, ended up she was finishing climbing the final. all over the house. You know, that yeah. scares people. She ended up finishing the final. If that's her greatest accomplishment on the show, congrats. Good job, oh, Cringe. Listen, the final was hard, obviously. Yeah. It but, was hard. But, but, but honestly, but- I'm, I'm resenting it now. Because this season, I you've know. seen everybody being like, well, Ninja finished the hardest final ever. Turbo won the hardest final ever. It's really annoying. I, I know. Really the, thing is, the thing is, what, what like, I like to judge based on the current season. Because even, for example, someone like Darrell, right? Who When he came back, he went out on the fucking first purge. Yeah, the first, he got purged on Dirty 30. The first episode. I mean, it was brutal, right? So it's it's really a matter of what's happening currently. And what we've seen this season has been very not this just season, not just yes. weak performances from ninja but the entire team having to work around how weak ninja is nobody wants to even be paired with her in a purge swimming challenge so therefore the weakest person the weakest swimmer actually gets away with being the weakest swimmer because she wasn't even competing you know what i mean it's like it's insane to me so i feel like she was carried throughout this whole season and listen people are carried all the time but this is like an aggressive carry. You guys, here's this the is, thing. This is you're, intense. You're spot on. Aggressive carry. Ninja Natalie, it's she's not sitting there being like, no, I want to compete, guys. I can do this. She's willingly hiding because mm. she knows how terrible she is. But it's not, is even, it's not even just she's hiding. It's the fact that the, her team is hiding her because they know how bad she is. But so she, what I'm saying is she's not, not being letting, like, yeah. she's not being like, Zach, don't don't say that about me. I can do this. I can make this happen. She's not. She's like, uh, yeah, you guys need to hide me. I suck. Yeah. She knows it. The only thing she did on this season, and it makes me dislike her more, is win a garbage, controversial elimination where she took out Laurel, the most fun, entertaining female on the entire season, and she was only on four episodes. I know. Oh, I miss Laurel's notebook. I wish she was on for the full season. Come it just would have been such a better on. season. The, we had to sit through it. Uh, for all the people that celebrated Laurel's elimination, I hope you're fucking happy. Because we had to sit through an entire season of Ninja Natalie being covered up by the U.S. team and making another final. Mm. Embarrassing. Yeah, I don't know how this final is going to play out. It feels like a lot of people competing in a final. I don't know if it's going to be like cutthroat where it's a serious disadvantage to have less people on your team. I'm not sure. So we'll see how that goes yeah, down. It's, I think it's a big time disadvantage. It's a disadvantage for the U.S., the people that they have that they're running with. And Robert, you know what, Robert? I'm going to focus in on what Robert just said. You guys heard me earlier compliment Car Maria for using the side stroke. I'm going to compliment Car Maria again. Robert says he used to think Ninja was better than Cara, but at least Cara stepped up to the plate to make this one. You know what, Robert? You're right. Wow, and Zach I has think, never talked that fast in his life. Zach is passionate right now, guys. I think Ninja Natalie <laughs> is such a, like Ninja, 
I think Car. Yeah, Car would beat Ninja in just about anything I can th- I can think of. For the sure. Only, the only For thing sure. that Ninja would have beaten Car in was the climbing, climbing elimination. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, of course I would take Kara over Ninja all day. I I would say that the performance that we saw from Kara, that improvement, I mean, it was only a couple episodes and she really improved her swimming. So that's that says a lot. You know, Kara, her biggest problem in the water was clearly clearly that she was freaking out about the breathing, that she couldn't get air, whatever it was. So she found a solution, she worked her way through it, and she also stepped up to the plate. Like I think Robert is saying, at least she stepped up, which is true. That is true. Yeah. She, and, and no. uh, yeah, I got nothing bad to say about that. Um, Yvette, I really hope so. Yvette is saying that she is foreseeing a gauntlet three finale. I really, really hope so because I can't imagine watching, like I can't imagine being that much of a stand that you watch this entire season and you're rooting for the U S even Zach's not rooting for the U S and he's Zach on the team. I want his team to win. <laughs> I I I'm excited. The next week preview where Zach was yelling and stuff, it does seem very I'm, intense. It's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be an exciting final either way. Ninja's too scared to show she's bad at something other than swimming. Ooh, I like that's, that theory. That's a good take, Betty. That's a good I take because re- that's yeah, you know, that's maybe, why she's so willing to cover up. Yeah, she doesn't even want it. She doesn't even want to let people know like her abilities because they're so poor. I she also mm-hmm. is weird with with team sports though. I do think she performs a lot better individually and not at, like on a team. Obviously, she still has her weaknesses individually, but she just seems to get well, so wrapped up in not being able to play with her teammates. It's I think that's the best way to 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 sum that. Like I think my distaste for what we're watching and why I've talked about athleticism so much this season is it's the team sport aspect. Kara. Mm-hmm. Ninja, Cam, Ashley, these aren't people that I look at and I think they played a lot of team sports growing up. And I even got into a Facebook argument today on Challenge Fans for of course you, you know did. my take that I personally don't believe that Cara Maria knows how to throw a baseball. That's just my take. If Cara Maria were to pick up a baseball, I don't think she knows how to throw it. Wait, throwing a baseball is fucking hard. No, it's not. It's yes, it basic is. coordination. You throwing- learn it. I got it, but throwing a baseball like the full distance on the from the thing to the pitcher Listen, is hard. That's a I far throw. I'm not even talking making a full toss. I'm saying I, if if Car Maria stood at the pitcher's mound and threw the first base, I don't think she could. Th- I don't think she could make it there. Those and that's seem, what I'm seem saying. Like very about far people. distances. Those seem like very far distances. This is just the I, issue. I with- can I can throw a deep, but I'm telling you, I don't. I can't. I can't like imagine it right now in my head. But I just know for sure from the pitcher to the <laughs> actual baseball person, the batter, it's super fucking far. That's like a if far. If Car picks up a ball and throws it, it's going like this it's spiking right into the i mean if pitching was easy everybody would be in the mlb wouldn't they i'm just talking about having a catch have it just having a catch okay having a catch i I could have a really good i don't think she can do it i'm actually great at catch and throws i'm gonna ask paulie we're gonna have to call paulie up and i'll be like yo paulie do you and car ever have a catch and he's like no car's never picked up a baseball in her life anyways so i said this on challenge fans and uh, quickly we used to do catch on sports games like while we were fucked up in columbia we would take like (laughs) lighters and stuff and we would sit in circles and like all like we would be we'd be throwing and catching for hours just fucked off our faces and then if people tried to jump in if they were droppers we would not let them join like they were they could fuck off you guys there's going to be a lot more if you guys liked that story listen to uh you know stay tuned for shawnee's world travel stories podcast that she's coming out with on yeah, the Saniac network 
you could do a whole podcast of that. Just just all your traveling stories. You're gonna put. I could do a whole podcast on acid stories. (laughs) Hopefully, no family is watching right now. Twenty five. They're all watching. (laughs) Let's hopefully there's no cousins involved in there. (laughs) Uh, No, I could definitely, I could definitely play catch. I know what you mean by that, but I don't know that car wouldn't be able to throw. But like, how how would you be able to? I can just tell because I don't think she played teams. I don't think she did anything growing up except ride her horse and take modeling photos. <laughs> you're so That's, you're so you harp on the modeling photos so often. I harp on it because everyone's because, like, oh, she was weird and bullied yeah, but, in school. But, and no, but like, no, the she's, it's a she's beautiful. Because, she was yeah, a fucking model. She's but a, you can be a weird model. You know how many people are gorgeous and are who's are, a weird are, model? So weird. Who's just a weird who's a weird model? Have you never watched America's Next Top Model? Half of those girls are so I watched weird. one season of America's Next Top Model. Oh god, I am like redding out in my audio levels so intense <laughs> this is great <laughs> stephanie seymour weird model oh yeah Listen, that that, that might have been a dated reference for people sorry sorry for I, the stephanie seymour drop guys well if you were from our generation you would have less dated references yeah so sorry about that it's i only know so many supermodels <laughs> all right well anyways there's a lot of weird models i don't think that, that has anything to do with it you can take photos and do photo shoots and be weird. Like yeah, that's somebody find me a weird model. I, I, I want, yeah, we need a concrete <laughs> definition for a weird model. Um, I don't want to insult one of my friends, but I have a friend who was a weird model back in the day. Oh, oh, you don't want to name names. Shani knows, names. she no, knows a weird close model. To, I wasn't that close to her, but she was from boarding school and she was a weird model. <laughs> we are going to get to the bottom of this. People, yeah, we yeah. need to find out who her weird model friend is, and then we need to no. tag her. We no, need to tag her. No, we are not doing that. We are not being mean to people for no reason. All okay, right. guys. Okay, guys. Okay, back back to the episode. It's actually quite a short episode, so we have so much room for tangents today. <laughs> like room for activities and room for tangents. Uh, so so then CT ends up picking the tribunal, and this is where we get to the vote, which was fantastic. Tribunal gets to vote for one girl, and oh, the fireworks start to fly. Now, CT votes for Ninja. Do you think CT's choice for Ninja was a good move? Because there's some people criticizing it, saying it was like half-assed, like, yeah, he picked Tori, but he should have gone for a stronger girl. Who, like Cam, who should he have gone for? Well, he's not going to do... I, I mean obviously he's not going to say Kara or else she's going to yell at him again. Um, I don't know why he wouldn't say Cam. Maybe he thought, maybe, maybe he thought it was like Cam was too strong in his eyes that there's like no way that she would have, that she wouldn't have come back and he didn't want to deal with that. Mm. Um, so maybe it was just between Ninja and Ashley for him. Yeah, I, I feel like he just doesn't like Ninja. I feel like he doesn't like Ninja. <laughs> yeah. I and, get a vibe. And, also, like I, I think even CT with the numbers game he's been playing, I think he was able to look at Ninja and just be like, Ugh. "Honestly, this isn't good for the show that she's still here. <laughs> Let's throw her in elimination." Uh, but then I, Tori, Tori comes out and makes the play where she's going to put the pressure on Rogan. She's like, "I'm I not going to make it this. easy for you." Exactly. I, I really liked this when she made this because not only was I think she giving nani a better opportunity to win although i I do think ninja is worse than nani but there are some things that ninja would just blow nani out the water in so you know tori doesn't know so i do think she was kind of like trying to do that a little bit but also by putting the pressure on rogan it's a big fuck you for all the shit that they pulled on her this season and just to say now it's up to you now you have to either piss off d and vote in ninja or you can you know go with go with what i'm saying 
and and rogan's like you know crying about it because it goes completely against his game to have to do this and then ct says and props to ct again he's like look this is the challenge man you're gonna have to make an unpopular decision at least once yeah and he's right like you you can't get through this whole season and not do something to get some dirt on your hands you really you have to you have to get dirty at some point and you have to set yourself up for that win and ct knows that right now he sees the finish line and he also sees the possibility of seriously winning with his team i don't think he saw that as much before tori and jordan came over but i mean man they killed it today and he saw that and he wants to capitalize on it now during this whole rogan ends up picking ashley everybody just in case oh yes so ashley's the one going in so it's 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 ashley versus nani what did you think about D during the nominations and the way she was yelling and whining and crying? D's like so intense. I really, I do like her a lot. I think as a human, like she's cool and she always has fantastic curls in her hair that I just, I cannot stop staring at. But when it comes to her reactions to gameplay, it's very intense. Albeit she is honest about the fact that she's a really emotional player. You know, she does let her emotions get the better of her a lot of the time. And we see that time and time again. But I do think that she has to be able to start stepping back a little bit and saying, I'm not in, like nobody else would be panicking that much if, yeah, maybe Ninja would be sad if D was going in and stuff, but the entire other team wouldn't give a shit if it was D versus Nani. You know what I mean? They wouldn't, they wouldn't all freak out like, well, it's just not me. That's everybody's motto. And she has to sort of embrace that a bit too. She was playing too much for the other side and she wasn't seeing the bigger picture. I do think Rogan was very happy that he took that plunge so he could follow suit. Because that, because Rogan, he sees what's going on here and he agrees with it. Rogan's playing the most scared game ever. So the best move for him by keeping the strongest team is the best move for sure for him. Yeah, when- you by doing this, CT and Rogan at least showed like they do kind of want to win at the end. Yeah. D, I was just watching it and thinking, D, shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. Mm. Like, that's why why are you yelling so much for this you're you're not on the other team you're literally about to be in the final at some point you have to pull yourself away from this stupid numbers game that has carried you through the game you have been a willing pawn the entire time why are you trying to step up and act like you have any power because you willingly gave your power in the game away yeah so why are you going to act like you should influence this decision at all well it's also like like she got she free she started freaking out before they even said ninja's name so she was freaking out just when ct changed up the tribunal and stuff and picked tori and to me that was a sign that she i don't know if she was scared that maybe she was going to go in because he picked tori and not her but and they they assured her the whole time yeah Yeah. ct was like you're not going in you're not going in But she really was freaking out at that point. And I think if it was just a matter of, you know, Ninja as her friend, I can understand for one person as your friend, but to care about like the whole team on the other side, not getting their way and not sending in your best female player. Come on, like, come on. That's just, she has to see the bigger picture there. And you know what? She probably does later on. I, in retrospect, I'm sure she's looking back on it and saying that was a fantastic move. She just has to get her emotions under control. You know, she is new to the game. She reminds me kind of of a Paula type where she just mm, needs that's a good to, she sort of needs to get her footing more she needs to gain that ground that experience within the show and and feel some of these moments that are full of shock and pain and surprise and whatever else you know blindsidedness that she was feeling and she has to get that she has to she has to get that experience to have those times to be able to then handle it better i do think at some point she will you know grow out of that but for now she just is really uh highly emotional when it comes to this stuff so 
Anyway, CT announces he's going to take Nani and Ashley to the elimination and everybody else is going to go to the final. They're all freaking out. They're all super happy. Everyone's excited. And we get back to the house for this aftermath of the daily challenge and CT's decision. And everybody's mad at CT. They're all talking shit. They're all mad at Rogan too. They think Rogan did it. Paulie starts getting this argument with him and he like takes his glasses off. Oh my God. Paulie's Paulie's like, I'm going to take my glasses off because I don't need these right now. And it was just so weird. I... I don't know what I would do if I was living in that house and I was watching this stuff in person. I mean, I would be cracking. I, I don't know. Like, how do you not crack the fuck up watching these moments go down? Uh, this is just too good. I think this was Rogan's best moment of the entire season was, was him recounting Paulie's conversation with him to CT. Mm. When, when, it, 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 showed, it showed me a little something. And Oh my God. Pa- Listen, we've questioned Paulie's fashion choices in the past. You know, he's worn, there's been a lot of turtlenecks. His glasses are ugly. I'm just yeah, saying. His, he's wearing these hilarious, like, stunner shades in the house. <laughs> I so- hate Oakley brand glasses, like those mm-hmm. weird athletic glasses, like biker people glasses, triathlon yeah. mer- like glasses. I hate those. Oh, I just find them so unattractive. And then Paulie was wearing the other side of it, which is like, People who used to wear Von Dutch glasses, glasses. Oh, yep. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, he, yeah he had like he had like high fashion shades like, on. That, no, that like was... they looked like he wore a trucker hat and wanted to be Ashton Kutcher type glasses. Like that was like the vibe. <laughs> and like spiked up his hair and was in a frat at UC Davis type of a vibe. Like that's that's exactly UC Davis. That's, that's like exactly great. the glasses that Polly was wearing in tonight's episode. It was just too much. It couldn't do. Who's UC Davis's mascot? Is that the the Ant Eaters? No, that I think that's Irvine. You see oh Irvine's God. the anteaters. God, you see Irvine. They're so annoying over there. You see Davis. I'm I, I I'm drawing. You see Irvine is such a boring campus. It's like it's actually depressing. All the high school we used to go there as high schoolers because that's where it's just it's sad. It's sad. Yeah. It's a sad life. Um, okay, so then we go in. Um, so yeah, CT, they do this whole chatting shit about the conversation. CT and Rogan, it was a really great scene. CT's talking about how like the venom that's in this house is coming mostly from Polly and how he's using distraction tactics to get people to look away from the real strategy that's being played. Uh, and then we go into the super elimination. And this, obviously, they were trying to do some sort of extra twist and theme. I did like part of the elimination, but I think they could have taken it further. They called it a super elimination, you know, maybe because it was hidden and it wasn't just in some sort of dome type proving ground court, but I didn't think it was that, it didn't look that difficult. So the elimination breakdown, basically there's two boxes and in these boxes, there are four puzzle pieces. They have to grab two pieces, run all the way up to the top of the mountain, come back down, collect the next two and go back up to solve the puzzle. And only three of the pieces are needed to solve the puzzle. So they have to figure out which ones are needed and which one is not. And this was a good elimination, I thought, for Nani because she didn't swim that day. So her legs were rested. She wasn't on Ashley's on Ashley's exhaustion level. Ashley had swum. It was still very hard for her that day. So, you know, she also wasn't surprised. I think Nani was very much prepared for going into elimination that day. The only thing that was working against Nani was the fact that it was a puzzle and she is just not good at puzzles. I mean, yeah. like bad, bad at puzzles. But the elimination went on. Ashley gets up first as expected and then Ashley on her way back down ends up going down the wrong route super Natalie from Vendetta's final vibes or was that final reckoning that Vendetta? Uh, yes final reckoning final reckoning yeah so she Natalie uh 
Ashley ends up getting lost. She goes down the wrong track and she comes back up. By the time she comes back up, Nani has already caught up with her. So she's in the lead. And then Nani gets back with her first four pieces first, maybe a couple seconds before Ashley. And it took Ashley like a second to finish this puzzle. I didn't even figure it out yet before Ashley got it. And that yeah. was like shocked. I mean, she, she locked in really quick. Um, she smoked it. I have a couple thoughts on all this. First and foremost, Greg, Johnny on the spot. Thank you. We've got the UC Davis Aggies the UC Irvine Anteaters, and then also the UC Santa Cruz Banana Slugs. And there's a UC Santa Cruz Banana Slugs t-shirt that makes an appearance in the movie Pulp Fiction. Um, Banana Slugs? Yes, the Banana Slugs. Who comes up with these? I don't think UC Santa Cruz, they're not D1 though. I I, I think they're like D1 double A or something. But yeah, so in the- Surprise, UC Davis is D1. Yeah, in the, yeah, they're they're in the big West. That's the big West, Shawnee. but in yeah, in Pulp Fiction, there's a UC Santa Cruz banana slug shirt. Um, in the uh, hilarious, the, yeah, the Quentin Tarantino. I'm gonna when I, next time I watch that, I'm gonna have film. to try and see like if I can spot it. Yeah, it, oh, it's 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 there. It's it's after they blow the dude's head off, and then they they have to change into Quentin Tarantino's clothes, and he gives them UC Santa Cruz uh, shirts. Okay, I'm gonna look um, out for that. Wait, yes. Nathan has a good comment right now. People love to hate on bad swimmers. What about bad puzzle players, especially ones that have been on for eight seasons? Nathan. I, I will say I completely I agree, with that. I I agree with that. I love it. Great Listen, comment. I have been very upset with the fan base over the last two weeks because they've very conveniently started to come down on people calling out bad swimmers. However, I'm the original person calling out bad swimmers on the show, motherfuckers. So if I want to, yeah, yeah, I'm not jumping on any bandwagon, and I'm I'm certainly not going to take your criticism when you tell me that I can't call people out for being poor swimmers because I started this shit. All right. I ride this shit. And you know what, Nathan, you are spot on my friend. If I want to call out people for being bad swimmers, we certainly need to start calling out people for being bad puzzle players because mm-hmm. you can train for these things. Just like you can practice swimming in the off season. You can practice puzzles in the off season. Absolutely. And Nani Absolutely. said it herself. Nani was like, what the hell? I'm, I'm going to have to practice puzzles in the off season. Sis, what were you doing? What were you doing? I, you know I, where your weaknesses are. You know how easy puzzles are to practice with all the phone apps that there are now? Phone apps, puzzle There's books, so many. all kinds of stuff. We have so many of those things in my house. I mean, I really love puzzles. And so if anything, I actually think I criticize bad puzzle players more because I'm not as good. I mean, I'm a great swimmer. I'm better than Car mm-hmm. is for sure, but I'm not like Jordan or anything yeah. by any means, right? I'm just like an adequate swimmer. But when it comes to puzzles, I'm a fantastic puzzle player like that's my yeah, shit you, you ain't got used, no time for, for i used to sit around people. i used to sit around playing puzzles all the time me and my friend once in college we had like a two-week period where we just like came back to his apartment every single day and did like massive thousand piece puzzles and got all these like random ass he's he is actually very similar to bear in personality he's from leeds just mm. super like bear and all that shit so we used to go and buy like arcade games and flying helicopters and flying whatever the fuck and play that shit and do puzzles nonstop. And it's not hard to practice for puzzles. You know, that's something that you really have yeah. to get. I, you have to I think that's a down. totally valid criticism. I also want to spotlight Greg with what I think might be the comment of the day that during the final or during the elimination, Ashley actually paid tribute to two challengers. First, she paid tribute to Natalie uh, by getting lost during the running portion of the elimination. Then she paid tribute, a very timely tribute to Kayla by peeing her pants on her way up the mountain. Kayla, who very notably peed the, pissed the bed on invasion 
uh, thus causing her and Corey's demise. Um, yeah, that was that was good. Early, and I'm sorry I couldn't I couldn't keep up with this. I can't play the online games anymore; they're too hard. But I did make it very far in Vendettas too, because no one knew I was playing. Um, okay, so. <laughs> As she wins, she goes, I'm coming for that win. I don't care about no curse. She said that under her breath. I don't know if people caught that. And then she walks back into the house with a fucking vengeance. And she announces that she's going to be staying on Team USA with a great speech that finishes it off with, let's go with the team of layups. And you can tell at this point, they know that they're the team of layups. They 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 want to ride it out. Uh, And then we get another night out at the bar. We have Rogan doing some more British strip teasing. And I'm wondering if this is the only bar in town or it's just the easiest bar to film at. It's either the only bar in town or the only one they're cleared to film at. Yeah, like, um, I don't know, because the outside spacing, it must be much easier to fit the cameras and stuff, or if there's literally yeah. no other bar where they are. Yeah, I think that's what they got. They got one bar locked down. And then we do have to talk about this one. We have to talk about this one line um, before we wrap up this episode. Right at the end, Paulie makes a comment, and he goes, I don't think anyone's done what I've done in three seasons. And I was just like, what in what world has he done anything in three seasons? Yeah, he's a decent player. He's got lots of potential, super athletic. I love watching him compete for sure, right? But when it comes to the actual game and results in the game, am I dreaming or something? Listen, he's right. Nobody's ever made a final when they've been eliminated for 75% of the season, except for Pauly. So he is an original in that regard. Okay, (gasps) up until this final that he just made for this season, his final appearance on Final Reckoning is one of the reasons why that season was so terrible. They were the first team out. They spent almost the entire season in the stupid redemption house based Mm. on the stupid twist and the stupid format. Okay, it's really embarrassing to claim that you accomplished anything on that season. Well, it just seems crazy because, like, Jordan has won two for three now, hasn't he? Uh, yes. Well, right? Th- yeah, two for, two for three. Two for three? Yep. So what is, I don't understand, well, I guess two for four, like, we don't know what he's going to do this season. But, I mean, it's just, it's just weird. He has such an inflated sense of self. And on top of that, there have been so many people who've come onto the challenge one time and won their first time and so those people have done more in one season than Polly has done in three right I mean it's just insane there's lots of arguments that you could go off with that and I'm just excited to see how this final goes down the next week previews look fucking good looks great I'm ready for it because it just it gave me a sense of confidence that what I want to see happen I feel like it's going to happen Mm-hmm. It looks like I see some U.S. people flopping. I see Zach yelling at people. It looks like we're going to get Zach yelling at Ninja and telling people this is why she shouldn't have been on the team. Uh, my fingers are crossed. I'm excited. Yep. I'm actually so freaking excited. I think it's going to be great. We're going to get lots of drama because everybody is not going to be that great competition-wise on Team USA. We might have issues with D. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be fantastic. So really excited. Uh, We'll be back here next week. I'm sorry about the no pre-post, Michael. I tried to make sure people tagged you in tonight's post anyways, but I will make sure to get that up for next week. I have a lot of free time now on Thursday, Friday being off. So I'm going to upload all three episodes. That's right, because I still have two episodes to upload. I'm very behind on schedule. So we'll get all of those to you guys. You can binge watch them for Thanksgiving weekend. So if you're listening to this now, you're probably just finishing the entire three episode binge. So mazel tov, you can do this. <laughs> and yeah, I hope everybody has a fantastic Thanksgiving. We'll be back here next week. We are so excited. Of course, check out stitcher.com forward slash premium and use our promo code SANIAC in order to get a month off your monthly plan with Stitcher Premium. All right, Zach, say goodbye to our fans. Goodbye to our fans, our haters, our stands. 
Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Do we have stands yet? Do we have like hardcore stands yet? Uh, yeah, I think we got a couple. We got yeah. like two or three. I like some stands. I like to think we have some stands. We need more. We need more stands. People that will ride or die with us, just like uh, just like everybody else's face. All right, guys, take care.